podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, or good afternoon, as it will be when you're consuming this, I would imagine, if you're one of the many people who subscribes and instantly listens to this as soon as they get a notification that a new slogging it pod is out. Jono back with UGB. Two games to discuss today, all in double quick time because we were both supposed to be going out tonight, but Eugene's poorly, so only I am going out and don't have a huge amount of time. So, where do we start? Should we do them in order? Should we do Australia-Bangladesh first? Yeah, why not? Let's do that. Right. Australia won. Perfect. Next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, look. I, I didn't think they were going to win it when I saw the score that Bangladesh put on the on the door. You know, um, mm. what's that saying? You always bat first, put runs on, and scoreboard pressure then tilts. But but yeah, I mean, what a fantastic innings by Bangladesh to get them to what was it three hundred three or whatever it was three hundred six. Um, yeah, three hundred six. Yeah, having was, been uh, put in as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I thought they batted very well. Mm. Not missing. Um, Shakubala son at all by the looks of things, yeah. No, who's so obviously Mamadol has gone up the order, and Hridoy has obviously come in. I would think for yeah, is Hridoy's come in for Shakib? They all they all were pretty steady, weren't they? Both of them was thirty six. Chanto was captain. He got forty five. Hridoy on his return to the side seventy four. Mamadol thirty two. Uh, Raheem 21, Miraz 29, obviously the back end uh, single figures, the three of them, but uh, the Fizz unrequired to bat. So, yeah, they were 306 for eight from their 50. Yeah, there was no wickets in clumps okay. for a change. Normally, you know, yeah. normally when you get those scores that you, 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 there's like a bunch of wickets that fall in clusters, but, you know, there was good partnerships. I mean, you know, 76 for the first, 106, 170, 214. There was just, just looked like they gave themselves time to yeah. get in and, and, and like post a good total. Like a minimum of 30 between each wicket rather than you see, you know, we've seen a lot in this tournament, haven't we? You know, people lose one, they lose two or three pretty quickly and then put some straight back on the back foot. Yeah, it's almost like Robbo was on them on the phone to them just telling them to take their time, you know. I mean, he's spoken <laughs> so highly about them for so many, so many weeks. Oh, well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would have been, um, that'd have been a huge result for Bangladesh. Maybe it would have been... Them just giving Robbo, uh, you know, because obviously all avid listeners to the podcast are big, are big up yours. How yeah. they managed yeah. to turn over to Australia today? From a, a bowling perspective, for the Australians, uh, Mitchell Stark rested. Uh, Hazelwood pretty steady as always when at threes, twenty-one off seven. Cummins when at sevens. He's he's not really had the best of World Cups with the ball. Sean Abbott first game two for sixty-one off ten. You say a reasonable return. Mitch Marsh went at twelves. So he, he actually owed the side 48 runs before he even got the bat in well, hand. So. We'll talk about his batting in a second, but yeah, that 48 yeah. doesn't seem like a lot. <laughs> no. Damper just carrying on his great work. Two, uh, two for 32 off 10. Travis Head, none for 33 off 6, going at five and a half. And Stoinis, one for 45 off 5. Cummins Sorry, and Stoinis finished the innings. So that's why they that's why it looks like right. they, they're elevated there. Yeah. So they took some tap towards the end of the game. And it looks like Stoyner seems to be one of those guys that's that's putting his hand up and saying, well, come on, I'll, I'll, I'll do the late overs if nobody else wants to. And Cummins obviously being captain, it looked like he did that again today. And yeah, I mean, yeah. when you, when you, anybody that watched the game, you would have seen that there was more edges than, than, than middle of the bat shots oh, really? that came out from, yeah, it was, a, it was a, it was a pretty, look, there's no comment section in the scorebook, which is great. So the runs are on the board, but 
when you looked at the amount of third man and fine leg shots that there were. There might have been a few on that wagon wheel. They, uh, they seem to back Stoinis, don't they? He's a bit of a partnership breaker at times, and they, they do seem to trust him. You know, obviously, he involves a lot of variations, a lot of slow ball bounces into the wicket. But I think batters now, even at the back end, are so good at setting themselves. Well, you know, obviously, you, you've been a very good batsman in, in your time. The slower ball versus quicker ball at the back end, I know we're both top-order batters, but if we were to bat at the back end, would you set yourself for a slower ball and then back yourself to adjust to a quicker ball or an on-pace delivery or set yourself for on-pace and be able to adjust yourself for off-pace? Yeah. I mean, it's exactly what the commentary team said today. It's they're setting themselves for the slower ball, and if the quicker ball comes, you just there because it's yeah. the, the slower half-tracker has become such a a common ball that people are going to now because the boundaries are longer square than they are straight. So it, it seems to be something that most of the bowlers are going to. And it, yeah. it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Today, in today's terms, it, it didn't, unfortunately. Most of the time it was going over the keeper's head, um, even though it was the slower ball. But but yeah, I mean, personally, I've you know, never been in this situation. It sounds like the best way to do it is set for the slower ball. And if the quicker one comes, yeah. you adjust to that. Yeah, I think it's probably easier to adjust to an on-pace delivery rather yeah. than set yourself for an on-pace and, and have to adjust. But so on to Australia's batting. Travis Head obviously <laughs> came in and got 100 and then I think 80 in his first two games. But since has, has struggled a little bit, hasn't he? Only making 10 from 11 today, uh, getting cleaned up by Tuscan Ahmed. Yeah, played Warner on. Warner now got to, got to 53, but then you said was out in, in pretty... Unusual circumstances. Well, I mean, controversial circumstances. I wouldn't say controversial. It just looked controversial. It was Steve Waugh, Ella Herschel Gibbs, circa 1999, when when Herschel caught the ball and tried to toss it up. Admittedly, this time, you know, uh, Hussein, when he caught it, he held onto it a lot longer. And as he was about to throw it out, it slipped forward. So um, the the umpires adjudicated that that was out. And unfortunately, Warner had to go. But that didn't mean much. I mean, Mitch Marsh and Steve Smith, the way that they were batting, just, yeah, I mean, Mitch Marsh, they, they, he's, he's come into some form, you know, from the South African oh. series, he seems to have carried it right the way through. Mm. Yeah, I mean, 17 fours, nine sixes. This was in, a, in 177, not out of 132. Is this his first game back or his second game back? Because I know he went second. home. Yeah, second, second game back, game yeah. Back. Okay. Yeah. I would, this though, the shots that he was hitting those nine sixes for looked like he was just timing them. They weren't aggressive shots. He oh, was really? looking, it's almost like he was just placing them into which row of stand he was putting them into. They were nicely, <laughs> okay, I want to go, you know, row 13. I'll just put that much weight on it. Um, well, it's almost like yeah, he was playing got, golf. A lot of power, hasn't he? he I mean, he's yeah. such a big bloke. Um, and, you know, obviously he spends a lot of time in the gym. And uh, Steve Smith, 63 from 64, four fours, one six. Uh, obviously, coming back into the side today, was he? Con- I think he had a concussion issue, didn't he? Uh, no, he had um, he had something else. It wasn't concussion. It's uh, oh, when vertigo. you get vertigo. vertigo. Yeah, that's it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, but obviously coming straight back into form uh, from a from a bowling perspective, not really much to to write home about. Eddie Hassan went at four, just over fours. The rest of them going at well, one at six, sixes, two at sevens, and one at eight and a half. So, probably not the finest bowling performance from uh, from the Bangladeshis and the Fizz came on as third change which yeah. strikes me as unusual because he would normally open the open the bowling wouldn't he but um, yeah. yeah Australia continuing their, their good runner form into the semi-finals I think I think we're on for certainly one cracking game between South Africa and Australia I, I, I'm a bit worried that the India and um, New Zealand game was is going to be maybe a bit one-sided with New Zealand's 
injury issues, but we shall we shall see. A question the there quickly side... before we move on to that. So everybody's talking about India finishing top. If the Netherlands beat India tomorrow by a huge net run rate, there is a chance yes. that South Africa can go first. Okay, so <laughs> it'll be Australia, South Africa in one semi-final. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, I totally agree, yeah. Um, now, obviously, Pakistan thought, obviously, with a, with a ridiculous result today, that they were going to be in with a shout of yeah. potentially upsetting the apple cart and moving into fourth place. One of the commentary team said quite early on, I've never known a game last such a short period of time because it was basically over between the to- the coin going up and the coin landing. Exactly. Because unfortunately, Babarazam called the wrong way and England decided to have a bat, which meant that it was it was basically impossible from there for, unless they bought England out for 10. I think it, it, there was, I put it in the group, didn't I? There was a stat where if, if Six England and a half bought out for 100, Oh yeah, uh, they, yeah. They needed to the chase it in two overs, off in six overs or something. So yeah. I think NASA said hundred and six overs. So yeah, it just just bonkers. So yeah, but onto onto the England game. As I say, England winning the toss and decided to have a bat first. And almost most frustratingly, like England have actually put a proper game together today across both <laughs> yeah. sides and and kind of really showed us what they are capable of. Milan 31, he's been solid throughout the tournament. Bairstow 59 from 61 to almost run a ball. Root 60, Stokes 84. It kind of, they kind of fell away a bit towards the back end. I think that Harris Ralph bowled incredibly well and there was some brilliant field pieces of fielding towards the back end from the Pakistanis. But getting to, and I really enjoyed David really coming in and just colliding with a few before he was before he was out as he finishes his, his international career. But Three three seven for nine from fifty without ever really looking in a huge amount of trouble. You know, just shows you what this team is capable of if they give themselves that chance that we keep talking about. Yeah, one of the WhatsApp groups that I was on was like saying, if this if this World Cup was another six games long, England have now yeah. played themselves into form. Um, yeah, which was an yeah. interesting one considering it's already been twelve weeks since we started. But yeah, it just feels yeah. that England's yeah. peaking too late. Yes. Yeah. Another really interesting piece I heard of commentary today was that England have won three games. They only needed to win two more and they would have probably qualified. You know, yeah, exactly. five, five wins would, would get you into into fourth spot. Or, or Yeah, so, I mean, just goes to show that, you know, they, they really have made life difficult for themselves. And, um, they have, yeah. You know, probably yeah. flattered by probably coming seventh now, I would think. Are they? They must be seventh. Or confirmed seventh. From the Pakistani bowling Side of things, Shaheen Sharafridi went at 7.2s, 2 for 72 off 10. Uh, Harris Ralph, expensive up top, but bowled brilliantly at the back end, 3 for 64 of his 10. The spinners didn't really do anything, really. No. For, you know, Iftikar got 1 for 38 off 7. And Mohammed Wasim, again, a little expensive, but bowled well. Some brilliant reverse swing bowling towards the back end, 2 for 74 of his 10. Uh, Shadab, non for 57. Uh, Salman Aga, none for 25 off three. So it didn't really, I, I don't know, is that something to do with the toss? And they're probably, you know, by that point, they're just a bit like, oh, you know, we're, we're out of it now. We're really going to struggle. And and I, or, or what? I don't know. I couldn't really explain it. I expected the Pakistanis to, to probably put in a better bowling performance than that, you know, despite how well England batted. Yeah. And then they kind of got bundled out for 2 4 4, didn't they? They never really got going, especially with the two openers getting one between them. 
yeah, I mean, I think the scorecard flatters Pakistan a little bit thanks to the tail-enders of Wazim and, and Rolf both scoring. I think they put on 60 for the last wicket partnership there, something yeah. around there. They were definitely giving it a good whop with um, with with, with um, Harris Rolf scoring 35 of 23, three sixes and three fours. But, I mean, the difference in, in between England and Pakistan today was definitely the spinners. The way that mm-hmm. Adil Rashid and Moen Ali bowled, they got that ball to turn square. I mean, the ball that, that Moen Ali got, uh, Rizwan, yeah, was just a, you know, through the gate, bowled him. Yeah. Uh, the ball that Adil Rashid got, uh, who was that? It was Shut Up Shut Khan up where he bowled. Yeah, it was just a phenomenal ball. So yeah. from that perspective, I think that was the difference today. The ball, for some reason, for Pakistan, didn't turn nearly as pro- prolifically as it did for England. So I don't know mm. if conditions changed a little bit or, or, or what happened there, or, or maybe it was just I the speed that, that they were bowling at. Yeah, I think they've been talking about Rashid bowling a lot slower in this World Cup than he than he probably has a, have has previously. Sorry, yeah, put my teeth in. But I, look, the the big thing for me, and I think there's been a real swell of support for David Willey to see him get three wickets. That he actually achieved his hundredth um, international white ball wicket in his last ever game today. So I'm, I'm really really happy for him, and I think he'll be he'll feel like he's signed off in a in a a nice way personally to have that extra accolade against his name. I think he'll be, he can now disappear off into retirement and be, and be reasonably happy with his, and he should be very proud of, it, of the career that he's put in, you know, someone that probably never the most, I don't want to say popular because he's a popular guy, but probably never talked about in, in the way that other cricketers are talked about, you know, he's, he's probably one of the, the guys that's had to fight harder for any kind of positive accolades that he's received, you know, and, and obviously probably hasn't been treated as well as, he, he, if the, it'd be interesting to see what the central contract situation would be if they were doing them at the end of the tournament rather than doing them six <laughs> Very weeks, true. Three weeks before the tournament. So, yeah. But so, yeah, run through the bowling card. David Willey, 3 6, 56 from 10. Wokes, 1 for 27 or 5.5. Bowled well up front. Rashid, uh, 2 for 55 from 10. Atkinson, 2 for 45 from 8. Bold, bold okay. Uh, still, obviously, a very young man, got a lot of learning to do, but I think he's certainly one for the future. Moen Ali, who will no doubt now fully bow out of the international cricket scene, uh, finishing with two for 60 from his 10 as well, including that brilliant wicket of Rizwan. So I, I guess to, to sum up, go on. It was a good win. Simple as. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, it two, two, the three of us called it on Super Brew, which is good. I know Robbo and myself both said England were going to win. You said Pakistan were going to win, which I was quite surprised with. But, uh, oh, what? <laughs> I mean, I well, typically get that in there. I said Pakistan were going to win because England won, right? <laughs> that's just that's just how my predictions work. Yeah, I, I should have some kind of anti-prediction game, and then I'd be I'd be top of that without yeah. question. Can you from Australia? <laughs> yes. No. Never. 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 Yeah. So yeah. I'm hope I'm hoping that yes, in supporting the South Africans, I hope I get that one right. Yeah, but equally, I will balance that by supporting New Zealand and watching India whop them. So yeah, you know, I'll be, I'll hopefully be fifty percent. Yeah, we'll hopefully talk about the semi-finals tomorrow night when all three of us are on. But tomorrow's game will be interesting, right? I mean, top versus bottom, yeah. India versus the Netherlands. Yeah. It's a, I suppose, is this an exhibition game? You'd call it. It's a little bit of a, it's a nothing game. So it's just a little bit of cricket. It's not a nothing game for the Netherlands, certainly. I yeah. mean, if they could turn India over, that I mean, that's huge, right? That that'd yeah. be their showpiece that'd be their probably their biggest ever victory when you consider how good india have been throughout this tournament well here's an interesting um, one i just so looked be... at the leaderboard so if, if if the netherlands happen to turn over india they actually qualify for the champions trophy 
uh, puts Bangladesh and Sri oh. Lanka into ninth, eighth, and ninth place. So yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. Wow. So they'll they'll move up yeah. into eighth plate themselves by 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 beating. So they've got it all to play for. So it's not a nothing game for them. Well, You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, and maybe you know, do India take their eye off the boil a little bit? You know, unless they, you know, if India don't get absolutely hammered, there's no way that they're going to lose first first place. So they might. We might rest a few, a couple of key bowlers. I don't know, but then you look at who they've got to come in. You know, like Vishen Kishan, <laughs> Ravi Ashwin. You know, there's some pretty strong players sitting on the bench for India. Yeah, so yeah, we shall see. But that that will be myself. Oh, is that the three of us tomorrow, or just me and Robbo? Yeah. Well, probably do three of us because we want to do the semis, right? So we want to we want to uh, tee up the semis. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Lovely. Right. Well, in which case, I'm going to go and jump in the shower. Not a, um, if people want to see right now, but thank you. Oh yeah, yeah. Imagine, <laughs> imagine a bear scratching himself against a tree under a waterfall. That's that's basically uh, what's about to happen. Fair enough. I'll then iron my shirt and I'll go. So, Lovely. Um, yes. Well, thanks for joining me, Eugene. Thank you to all of you guys for joining, tuning in as always, and we will be back with you tomorrow. Cheers. Bye. Podcast Network.